I'm Craig Kenneth, a relationship coach and a psychotherapist. Every relationship is different and every breakup is different. Work with me and you'll get professional help on your situation. Just click on the link in the description below or go to my website, AskCraig.net. Hi there, I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And today we're going to be talking about it almost worked out. But not quite. You know, sometimes we're in relationships that can go great in many ways and for whatever reason they fall apart. Something, something makes it fall apart. And it doesn't work out. Now, just because that happens, it doesn't mean you won't get another chance. It's just that coming to terms with it and reassessing what's going on, reevaluating what you did wrong, what you did right, what they did wrong, what they did right, and how to make that work, you have to really evaluate it. And it does take some time. It really does. And, you know, because your anxiety and your, your maybe depression sure. are going to override your ability to think clearly. You could have a death in your family. All kinds of things can happen that influence a relationship. Absolutely. Um, you know, people, you got to understand that, you know, so much of the information out there gives this surface level nonsense right. that doesn't really delve into the deep understandings of attachment and what we bond and the trauma of that and the attachment traumas and our attachment cells. But all of that is absolutely critical to understanding onto why a relationship doesn't work out. Because we're so much deeper than just surface level. Right. And we don't realize how many levels of our being and our unconscious is involved in everything we do. Absolutely. And that's one of the things that people don't really understand is so much of what we do is unconscious. It comes from earlier places in our hearts and our minds and yeah. And a lot of times we're reenacting relationships yes. that we had with other people. Yes, and we're not aware of it. And, and not only that, we kind of force that person into that role. Right. Because we need to repeat it for whatever ever reason. Usually it's an attempt to resolve something. That's right. Like I say in the videos, the unresolved will be repeated. Yes. Right? We can thank Dr. Freud for that one. And I've practiced for 35 years and it gets truer with every year. Mm-hmm. So, there's a lot of things going on in our unconscious. It's not just, I like you, you like me, and we're attracted to each other. Yeah, there is that, but then there's every other attachment you've ever had before, yeah. every relationship you've, you've had, before, had before, your ability to communicate, your ability to handle closeness, and there's so many different factors. So, you got to understand, it can be really complicated, and it could be really complex, and that's why we're always trying to educate you guys. Right. And, you know, we got a good video today that I think kind of goes into some of the complexities. Yes, it does. And you'll see why. So, um, the woman in this is, I believe, in her mid-40s, and the guy... Uh, was in early his 50s. early 50s, right? And so I'll just get into the email and we'll see how this one goes, okay? So she says, I come from an abusive family. Nice on the surface. What did I just say? Right, things beneath the surface. Right? Nice on the surface, well-to-do, respectable, etc. But sexually physically, psychologically, and emotionally abusive. That's a big package. You think? Yeah. 
Nice on the surface, look at what's going on behind closed doors. I cut off contact several times, and those were good times. And I'm sure she means her... With her family. Family, yeah. She struggled to get away from them, it appears. Mm -hmm. Among normies forming outside relationships and friendships, but somehow members of the family always surfaced. Sounds like they weren't letting so her go. So it hasn't been easy for her to separate from them. Mm -hmm. Secret keeping becomes an issue when you're from an, an abusive family and they're a little bit afraid to let you get too far away. You want to explain why? Because you might spill the proverbial beans. Mm -hmm. um, I've seen it over and over again. People come from, who come from an abusive family where they're taught carefully from childhood um, to keep secrets. Um, family members get very upset if they move too far away or establish too many other relationships mm -hmm. because there's always the possibility they'll decide to talk. Yep, they're afraid they're going to lose control, they'll be exposed, of course, yep. Um, so, she goes on to say, uh, the family members always surfaced within months. I'd be isolated and back to dealing with them. 18 months ago, I left my sexually abusive father's house and moved to a small town. So she finally did it. Good for her. Mm -hmm. And the family of origin doesn't know where she is. Good for her. After I recovered, I started a part-time bar job. I started seeing my ex-boyfriend after he pursued me for about a few months. He found my past too hard to deal with, so I avoided the subject, but he was aware that receiving gifts was difficult and that I could get anxious, though I think I'm pretty strong most of the time. So do you think that people were bribing her with the family? That's why she's afraid That's of the gifts? That's exactly what I think. That's exactly what I think. And good for him for being aware of it. Mm -hmm. I would have been happier if he'd been more willing to listen, but I don't think that's his fault. Yes. Yeah. He's a great guy, but comes from a rough family, town, and schooling. His argument style is ranting loudly. I find this intimidating and walked away twice when he shouted at me. He changed the behavior and was horrified he'd frightened me. Sure. I lost trust in him. I looked for things wrong. I didn't realize at the time, but think he was trying so hard and I was convinced he didn't care about me which hurt him immensely and for me what I think when I hear that is that she is sensitive in that area yes. of not feeling cared about because she never felt, she cared, never about. felt cared about and so it keeps coming back up for her and so when you have those kind of unresolved issues down below right. beneath the surface that she was responding to. And it's very, very common with survivors of very abusive families to not be able to handle a man who's talking in a normal tone of voice mm -hmm. sometimes. Because if what happened after somebody yelled in your life was everybody got hit, you're going to be, you're hardwired then to be on guard for that. Yeah. yeah. But it sounded like he was very upset, to his credit. Mm -hmm. So she said we had unresolved arguments. I got upset about him not offering me a lift to work. I walked to work on an injured ankle rather than ask. And that would be, you know, she, she's learned to suppress everything and not she be able to ask. doesn't ask for anything. Exactly. Right. And so now she's hurt. You don't care about me. Right. 
I mean, it was a little insensitive not to, for him not to think about that. Uh, but, you know, had she said, will you give me a ride to work? He, I'm he sure probably would have yeah, done it. he would have yeah. done it. Then seethed inside at him for the additional pain. So now she hurt herself walking. She's mad at him because she couldn't ask him to help her. Mm -hmm. He texted to ask if I was staying at his house. I replied I was tired and sore and was going home. And I'm sure she was not happy. He asked if he'd done something wrong. And I felt awful admitting I was being a moody bitch. <laughs> I was these, sorry. These are both likable people. <laughs> I asked if he wanted me to come home or come talk. He didn't respond. So now he was probably pouting. Now he was pouting, yeah. I thought he was ignoring me. So locked the pub and started home. Then I had a thought that he might have forgotten to take insulin because it isn't like him to ignore phone calls. Hindsight truth? I was looking for a reason to go to his place. Though, the thought started like that, I actually did start to panic that he had forgotten to take his insulin and become unconscious. Right. Right. So, you can see she cares about him. The anxiety started to come up. He's not answering me. The anxiety came up real fast. Yep. Yeah. I got to go check on him. What if he didn't take his insulin? Because he had been unconscious in the past. Yeah. Um, so she was definitely scared about that. Sure. Saturday, I called and he was furious about the phone calls, but mostly because I had blown him off when he'd done nothing. I apologized and explained about the calls. He didn't call back. I thought he dumped me. See, right there. She, she's very scared she's, yeah, of abandoning him right away. And she's already afraid she's getting dumped. I sent an email saying I understood, and we obviously couldn't get past our communication issues and wished him luck. I called him Sunday. He said he'd just been in a bad mood the day before. I asked if there was a way back and he said a definite no. He said he wanted us to eventually be genuine and really close friends and I said I don't have anything bad to say especially not about you. I sent a text after the call apologizing for asking for a a way back and saying I was sure we could be friends. There's been no contact since. So, um, obviously it sounds like some poor communication led to the demise of this. Hurt feelings, being sensitive, not asking for what you needed, and jumping to conclusions. Right. She jumped to conclusions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he had no idea what she was talking about. I find them both very likable. And I'm sorry that they didn't make it. Now let's remember he's taking care of his aged mother. Mm -hmm. and Which I don't think we shared in this part of the no. email. There was a second part to the email that just gave a, a few little dynamics, but right. I, she left this in story form, so I followed it like that. Right. Uh, uh, and, um, you know, so he had stuff going on too, but, you know, they obviously cared about each other. Obviously. And it didn't work because there were some, you know, those issues that we just talked about. And so what I would do in her situation is I would sit there and spend a little time reviewing the relationship, what she did right and wrong, he did right and wrong, and how she can correct that in her future relationships. Yes. 
Yes, and he sounds like he wasn't a man of a lot of word. I don't know how she put it. This was Scotland, I believe. Mm -hmm. She said a rough family. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it didn't sound like he had many words, and she might have had to help him with the words. Mm -hmm. um, I wish he had been more willing to listen to her trauma history. I understand. Many men find it extremely oh, yeah. to listen to somebody they see as vulnerable and care about having been abused. However, what you're saying to somebody when you say, I can't handle listening to it, is how are you supposed to handle it? If I can't handle even hearing about it, how did you ever get through it? And communication would be much more help. And they might have done better in the long run had they been able to communicate about that. Sure. But, and if, they're, if they have another shot, if they have a second shot, I hope they get by that. Yeah. yeah. I would say the biggest thing she's got to do is just give him some space and some time. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he showed up at her pub in right. another month or yeah. something like that. And, you know, starts trying to talk to her, in which case she needs to, you know, show some emotional fortitude, right. not, try and, not try and convince him of anything. Right. You know, let just, just him sort of come glad, to yeah, her. And be glad to see him. And, and, you know, just kind of be friendly to him. Let him kind of talk himself into her. I think that's what's going to happen. I, I think so, too. And especially upon the passing of his mother. Mm -hmm. yeah. I certainly hope so. But I suspect it won't be long before he's going in there looking for an excuse just to talk to her. Yeah. But or, or a wee pint. Exactly. But, you know, you, you, know, you just got to make sure that in the meantime, you really try and look at what you did and how you might be sensitive in these areas so you realize you're going to be triggered. Yes. In your romantic relationships. Yes. And if once you realize that, it's much, much easier. Absolutely. Consciousness is a key to Absolutely. so much of changing, right? Yeah. And your partner needs to know. Mm-hmm. All right. So I think that's a pretty good assessment here. I think so. Uh, if you want to get my help personally, just go to my website, AskCraig.net. Sign up for the coaching option that works best for you. I do Skype coaching. I do email coaching. But that's it for this video. I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And we will talk with you soon.